Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. I'm Ted Flint. Pac-Man stands for Patriotic American Citizen. And I'm going to kind of glance and blow here on a few topics. I want to begin with the uh, with the president stumbling up the steps of Air Force One. Uh, I mean, I've seen the memes on YouTube, and I know Don Jr.'s put out a fairly amusing meme of his father hitting a golf ball and uh, catching Biden in the back of the head as he's going up the stairs. I mean, it's it really is a sad spectacle. And... You know, I, and I've laughed at these memes, and I've, I've sent them and shared them, but I saw something on, I think it was Facebook. Franklin Graham put out a, out a post, and uh, he pretty much summed it up. We need to pray for this man. I know it's hard to do because everything he stands for, everything he's implementing and represents is, is contrary to, to Christians' beliefs. But, I mean, we really do have to pray for people in authority. I mean, I, you know, it's not funny, really, when you think of what's happening. The guy's 78 years old, he's not in good health, physically or mentally, and he's leading the free world. And he's, he's a laughingstock. Not because he fell down, but because of some of the things he says, he's obviously, and as I've mentioned, everybody knows he's in some sort of cognitive decline. So much so that uh, Vladimir Putin has challenged Biden to a debate. Can you imagine Biden on the debate stage with Putin? I mean... You know, the, the, the leaders of the other countries in the world, our enemies, are watching this guy. They're watching closely. Putin is watching. Xi in China, that's his first name, I can't think of his last name, Jinping or whatever it is. He's watching. The Iranians are watching. And it's, uh, it's not a good situation. What can you say about a guy who stumbles up the steps? Can you imagine if Trump had stumbled? SNL would have been all over it. Now, I know SNL is not doing live shows. I think they, they're going to begin retaping shows this weekend we'll see if they touch it i doubt they'll do anything with it but if can you imagine if trump stumbled i mean jerry ford hit his head one time and he was labeled a uh, you know a klutz so i mean that's how it is there's a double standard when it comes to democrats and republicans or liberals and conservatives we know that all right uh, what else is happening here i want to uh, talk about the cdc because they've issued another uh, warning they're, they're, the so-called experts at the CDC are now fearing this new surge from all these variants. It's never going to end. If you think that you're going to get your shots, your two shots or one shot, whatever it is, and you're going to go on with your life the way it was before COVID, you, you better think again. These mask mandates aren't going away anytime soon, I don't think, unless we say no, enough, of, enough of, with the masks. Somebody sent something on, I think it was Instagram, and it was a Harvard... Uh, epidemiologist or a Harvard doctor who, who maintained 97% of the virus, the droplets, can make it through the, the masks. Now, I'm not sure if that includes the N95 masks, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. We know that we're being made to wear these masks because it gives comfort to other people. It doesn't really protect us. It doesn't protect them, really. And, you know, if we're so afraid of the COVID, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not afraid of it, I'm not afraid of you know, contracting it. But why is Biden opening up the, the southern border? He says he's not, but I mean, there's a surge uh, at our southern border. Now, the uh, the head of the Homeland Security Department said, well, the border is not open, but they're not sending back children. Parents are sending back people. They drop off their kids. We know how it goes. It's been going on for, for decades. Nothing changes. And half these people they're letting in have the COVID. So if it's such a if it's such a, a dangerous thing to contract COVID nineteen, why are we letting in people we know are infected? 
It makes no sense to me. And the CDC is worrying about these new variants. Well, close off the border. China closed off its border. Japan is closing off its border. The Olympic Games coming up this summer, they're not going to uh, be allowing people in for the, uh, for the Olympic Games, nor should they. And you have Biden saying that, uh, and he's doing this already, this AstraZeneca, this vaccine is being, millions of doses are going to Mexico and Canada. Shouldn't they be here first for people, Americans, who want them? Why are we sending them to Mexico? These uh, million, millions of doses of this AstraZeneca. And as far as the vaccines, I'm not sure of the, uh, of the safety of them. I know the CDC assures us these, all these vaccines are relatively safe. There's some side effects to uh, some of them, especially the second shot. My in-laws got their shots, and I think they're getting their second shots, uh, I think, by the end of this week. And so far, so good. But I just don't, I just don't trust the CDC. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Our, our kids have all been vaccinated for the normal childhood diseases. But this, this thing here was rushed along. I know President Trump did a great job in, in uh, pushing companies to come up with vaccines to, to, uh, to deal with this. I mean, obviously, it's, it's serious for some people. But I'm just not sure. I think that the science, I don't know about the, I don't know if science is the right word, but the, uh, there hasn't been a lot of testing done here. Everything's been expedited. Operation Warp Speed, again, President Trump. Biden will take credit for the, uh, for the vaccines, but it's President Trump who made this happen. But, I mean, I think we need more time. And, you know, if people get these vaccines and they're, they're alive in six months, maybe I'll think about getting one in the fall. I don't know. It's something we're going to have to live with. It's not, it's not a one and done. You know, that you take a shot, you get a vaccine, and, you know, I guess it lasts you for three or four months, and you have to get another one. It's like the flu vaccine. So, anyway, uh, by the way, this, uh, this broadcast is being heard on, uh, if you have the Stitcher app, we're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Alexa, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, and the BMGnetwork.com. That's first and foremost, the BMGnetwork.com, and if you go there, you'll... You'll hear all our fine shows, and not my shows in particular, but there are other great shows on there. The Ken and Mike show, Mike'd Up with Mike Hansen. Ken Burns has his own show, and uh, uh, Kristen Coons with Set Apart, the BMGnetwork.com. And if you're thinking of doing a podcast yourself, why not? Jump in. The water's fine. Maybe you've been thinking about it haven't been able to get started, but Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players. You can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? All you have to do is follow the link in this show's notes and get started today. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they will give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, patriotic American citizen, Ted Flint, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. I got a, uh, I read a great column over the weekend by my buddy Frank Bernuccio. I had Frank on the uh, radio show I hosted for seven years at a local radio station. Frank has written a piece called Why the Left is Attacking the First Amendment. It's on townhall.com. And it's maybe a week old, but you can still access it. And he talks about, he quotes Saul Alinsky. Now, those of us who've been following politics and uh, conspiracy theories and communism and the effects of uh, decades of uh, 
communist infiltration into our country will understand the, the, the methods of Saul Alinsky. And he talks about, Frank, in his piece, the concept gradual institutional takeover. It was pioneered by Alinsky. And he had a huge influence on Hillary Clinton, for one, Barack Obama. Uh, he's influenced Antifa and uh, the Green New Deal. Some of the backers of the Green New Deal, they're Alinskyites. They take their cues from him. And there's a reason, and I, before we go any further, there was a, a quote by Alinsky on a, on a website called The Daily Trigger. A friend of mine has this website, and he put this up a couple of days back, and here's a, here's a very telling quote by Alinsky regarding guns. They have the guns, and therefore we are for peace and for reformation through the ballot. When we have the guns, then it will be through the bullet. That encapsulates the entire gun control movement. The operative word being control. Don't fall for it. So anyway, so Frank, the, the whole gist of this column is the First Amendment. Why the left is attacking the First Amendment. It's a roadblock, the First Amendment, to Alinsky's strategy. And it limits the size and scope of government. Limits government. And that's what the left hates. They think government is the be-all and end-all. They want no limits on government. And Frank talks about some of the methods employed by the left, and the first is violence. We've seen these attacks on those wearing MAGA hats, for instance. Burning and looting of American cities by Antifa. But the media, which is dominated by leftist liberals, I'll, I'll be kind to them and call them liberals, they provide all this coverage and this righteous condemnation of the, the riot at the Capitol. Now, the riot at the Capitol was unfortunate. But some of these riots over the summer that destroyed cities, Portland is still in, uh, going undergoing riots. That was those riots were mostly peaceful, according to the media. How about the censorship going on, attacking conservatives on air or in print? This is uh, this is something that's prevalent in our society. And the and the other side will say, well, the First Amendment is for. Uh, is for government. Government cannot censor speech. And that's true. You know, Facebook, uh, Instagram, they're not government. They're privately owned enterprises. I understand the, the argument there. But how about social media? They have blocked any news with which they disagree. They say, well, it may not be true. They fact check this and fact check that. How about the Hunter Biden situation? His escapades in Ukraine and in China. I had a, a my one of my brothers, his father-in-law. They got talking about politics, and the father-in-law is is liberal. I won't mention any names. And my brother brought up Hunter Biden and what he's done, and <clears throat> his father-in-law didn't know anything about it. He said, "Really?" Because they they hide the facts. The left-wing media hides facts and ideas with which they disagree. So it's 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 violence. It's censorship. The left is what they're doing is unbelievable. It is really unbelievable, and it's happening right before our eyes here. I had about 15 things I wanted to talk about. I'm not going to get to them here. We're running low on time. I want to make mention of uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. She is, she's the real deal. We need about 200 more of her. She's been suspended. She was suspended over the weekend from Twitter over a tweet in support of, uh, she mentioned QAnon. That's why the media hates her. She, she believes in what QAnon stands for. And she talks about the deep state. Congresswoman Green. And because of that, the Democrats, not only has she been banned from Twitter, I think temporarily, 
But the Democrats have introduced a resolution in Congress to have Green removed from office. As of this recording, I think there were 72 Democratic co-sponsors. And maybe there are more now, maybe there are more than 72. It doesn't matter because they're going to need significant Republican support to make this happen. And I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know. I mean, here, here it is, Democrats talking about censorship. They are talking about removing a duly elected congresswoman because she's got the temerity to follow and back Donald Trump. That's really what this is about. She supports Trump wholeheartedly. She's a pro-Second Amendment conservative, a pro-life conservative, A to Z on all the issues. I love her. She may be a little out there for some people, but you can't remove somebody. I forget how many constituents she represents. I mean, two, 300,000 people elected her. You're not going to remove her. I, mean, I just can't believe that they would even try that. They, they have to know that it's not going to be successful. There are a couple of other things. Let's see, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the CDC, and I, as far as these uh, vaccines, I guess my wife, she sent me a tweet or something on Instagram, not a tweet, what do you call it? A post, saying they're going to come up with this oral uh, COVID-19 vaccine, an oral vaccine for diabetics, type 1 and type 2 diabetics. And I'm not sure I'm going to even take the oral. Because what's the difference? I mean, I'm not afraid of shots. I mean, I take four shots a day being diabetic. But, you know, she didn't say in the tweet or the post when this was going to happen. I'm going to talk to my endocrinologist and get his input. But he's, you know, he's a, kind of a liberal and he's, uh, he's all for the vaccines. He's, he's asked me if I, if I wanted one. And I told him three or four months ago that I wasn't going to get one. At least not for the foreseeable future. Like I say, maybe in a few months if people get their second shots and they come out of it okay maybe i'll think about about getting it as far as the lockdowns go the lockdowns have had no discernible effect on the spread of covid but that doesn't mean we're not going to get locked down again of these variants as the cdc the, the, the cdc expects the uh maybe these variants to cause some problems we could see another surge I, i'm tired of it and i think i speak for a lot of people uh, I'm going to get together with family. We're going to have picnics. We're going to have my daughter's graduation party in June or July. I don't know what it is. It's not up to me. Maybe my wife will decide when we're going to do that. But we're going to have parties. We're going to have get-togethers. And we're not going to be wearing masks. i got news for you. And the governor is going to have lar larger fish to fry anyway by, by the summer. Probably. I mean, eight women now have come forward claiming that he acted inappropriately and he sexually... Uh, harass them. So, I mean, that, that investigation is ongoing. The uh, state attorney general is investigating that and the, uh, the covering up of the nursing home deaths, 15,000 nursing home deaths. The governor manipulated, or his administration, I should say, manipulated the data to avoid a federal investigation, but it didn't work because the feds are investigating anyway. All these issues and more, we'll get to all of them next time. We want to thank you very much for tuning us in. Again, go to the bmgnetwork.com for this program and all the fine shows. And if you want to read some good columns, we have some columns up there for you. Your daily perusal. The PAC perspective is the one I write once or twice a week. I try to get as many uh, columns up there as I can. So we invite you to do that. And thank you very much for tuning us in, folks. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more information about the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.